This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Uh, my old buddy Ronnie Martin is finally uh, back from Florida. It was a tough uh, time, Truman. Uh, <laughs> down in the time. Keys area, and bless your heart, you got stranded down there. That had to been one of the worst times of your life. The hardest thing about it was that I didn't feel comfortable posting any pictures on Facebook because I felt bad for all the people back home because everybody was frozen. You in. did post one. Well, I texted you. There's a difference. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know the difference. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put it on yeah. Facebook. Well, too. it looked like it was one of those very uh, expensive places yes i've got a picture of it right here they did not know who we were and we snuck in so that was one of those pictures where we probably weren't supposed to be where we were how far are you from retirement a long 20 years probably so you were you were uh, talking to me about uh, a deal down there yeah i won't be here 20 years i need now. i need you to go to help me pay for that retirement property so i, I won't be able are to you asking it. me to be in my will or what what are well, you no i wouldn't do anything like that you got family you need to take care of your family and what's yes. important to you but yeah you know, I think once a month is not asking a lot for you to go to the Keys and, you know, help well, me. Well, uh, go ahead and buy it now <laughs> and don't worry about later on. It won't do me a bit of good. Well, it'll do you good as long as you're on this earth. You could be out there tanning golden browns. Well, while I'm on the earth, part of it, I'll be inside the earth. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys had a big, big meeting the other day, and I was really interested. In, and I think most people in Murfreesboro... Uh, want to know about it we're talking about the airport mm-hmm. over here right across the street from adam's place yes sir and there's such uh uh chad and i were talking about the growth oh yeah as far as people who want to spend more time in the air mm-hmm. for particular reasons whatever and uh, it, it's it's going to be hard to grow over here so right. tell me who you've got on the show today. So uh, I have Chad Gerke, who's the manager of our airport. Yeah. Um, Chad, I'll let him tell you more about himself. But uh, he has been with the city of Murfreesboro. How long, Chad? 26 years. Okay. And so he's done a great job. He really did. Well, uh, Chad, you know, we have people, we try to bring people on the show, um, and thank you for, for letting me do that, that um, can create some awareness of some of the things in Murfreesboro that not everybody's aware of. There, mm-hmm. Most people in Murfreesboro probably know we have an airport, but I'll bet you most of Murfreesboro's never even been to the airport. And so what function does the airport serve? You know, how has that changed over time? Uh, what role um, does MTSU play in that, mm-hmm. and how has that helped support the aerospace program and um, you know we've got one of the things we're working through you know as we speak is you know we've got a brand new airport which i'll let chad talk about 
you've got a growing university um, and a fantastic university that nobody would argue um, is a benefit to our community. I think it's the best thing happening over at MTSU is, is what they do as far as the Murfreesboro Airport yeah. because the uh, relationship is unbelievable and all the fantastic people who have graduated. Oh yeah, and they're they're top of the line. Uh, well, and, and it's it's such an asset, you know, both the airport and MTSU and that aerospace program yeah. is such an asset to our community. Um, but like any growing community, just like Murfreesboro, just like the university, um, we have to we have to find a way to uh, accommodate growth. We've talked about that a lot as a city. Mm-hmm. MTSU is trying to figure out how to manage the growth of its program. Um, it, it's a municipal airport that has limited constraints under which it can grow. Mm-hmm. And so as we work through this together, what we have to realize is these are all good problems. When you when you have good problems to solve, you're very fortunate because there are plenty of cities around us that don't have these problems. So yeah. we, we can't lose ourselves and forget the fact that um, we're managing uh, really good challenges um, and, and we've got to make sure that we do that to the best we can, and, uh, and I think we will. And so that's a great segue into Chad Gerke at the Mercer Airport. Yeah, and Chad, we were talking. Uh, of course, Ronnie's always the last guest to show up. So we were sitting here, and we've been talking for Bill Jones appreciates that. I've been working. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. But the, the, tell me what you were asking for uh, in the meeting the other night because and uh i know one of the things i worry about is there's there's very little hope for expansion over Mm -hmm. there where you are right and uh, let's get into that particular subject and and what you started out with uh, what you were presenting as far as uh sure uh what you're asking for and uh and the relationship between you and MTSU, which is a, uh, I, I, I don't know how in the world you've done it, but you put out some of the best pilots that are in the sky right now. Right. Well, well, thank you, Truman, for letting me come on, and, and yeah. Ronnie for inviting me. Uh, uh, I've I came to Murfreesboro because of MTSU and the aerospace program. I came from uh, Green Bay area of wisconsin and uh, yeah and Jesus. this weather yeah. <laughs> didn't bother you at all well i've been down here now 30 years yeah so um my blood has thinned <laughs> and that hurt yeah <laughs> uh I, I do have multiple shovels though in my garage so i could you know handle it mm-hmm. but i didn't like it at all <laughs> no you're a southern boy now <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right um but the the uh, relationship between the city of Murfreesboro and and MTSU and especially the aerospace department is yeah. is truly been a success. Um, when I came down here in the late '80s, uh, MTSU was just building their first building out on the campus, mm-hmm. uh, the Millilanier Building, and uh, Mayor Joby Jackson at that time was working out all the land leases with the university and Dr. Walker, mm-hmm. and. Uh, from there, Dr. It, Walker was a great president. He was. He was. And he yeah. was my president while I was there, and I yeah. I, I really enjoyed yeah. being there with him. Um, and and we've grown since then. The university, actually, when I was down here, did not even have their own aircraft. We, If you were a, if you were a pro pilot student, you would take your ground school with the university, and then you would go out to other companies. Some of them, some kids went home for the weekend and did their flying at their own airport. 
And then somewhere around here in the area, uh, Smyrna had a couple of different flight schools. Uh, at the time, Murfreesboro had a flight school called International Flight Center, and we had a lot of European students at that time from the uh, Scandinavian countries here in town. Uh, eventually, MTSU got their own aircraft, and that fleet has grown through the years, and it has changed. What was it, a Sopwith Camel? Yeah, it was a. Uh, they used. They started out with the Cessnas, a lot yeah. of Cessna aircraft, and then uh, I'd say maybe about 20 years ago. Now they've changed to uh, the Diamonds, which mm-hmm. is a, a Canadian-built aircraft, uh, state of the art. Uh, those aircraft are $300,000 uh, pieces of equipment wow. that have the latest uh, technology. The kids are are flying all glass cockpit uh, aircraft now. There's a mm-hmm. few of them that still have all the old round dials. And uh, that program has seen tremendous growth, growth and, and you're right, there are pilots all over this world that have flown all over this world that have come through MTSU. The, the history is, is really rich, hmm. and that's, I'm really proud to be a part of that in, in my own role that I serve. So that's, uh, that's, it's fun to have people come back to the airport and say, I was here when Miller Lanier was here, and he got yeah. me my first job with TWA and those kinds of stories. Mm. And that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, and, and, and what you just said, you guys have a relationship with these companies mm-hmm. that uh, fly all over the world. Yeah. And, and what a great job. I yeah. mean, uh, I shouldn't say job. It's a career. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. Now, do a, a lot of them go on to go, say, maybe to the Air Force Academy and, mm-hmm. and some of the other places? It gives them a little bit of a head start, doesn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Um, they're, either, they're either already in the military mm-hmm. and then, then in their recruitment or in their path that they're taking through the military, through the Air Force or whatever, they may take off some time and be at MTSU, mm-hmm. get some flight training. Some of that is being paid for by the military. And then they have a commitment for so many years of service then to the military as they then fly for them. I've, I, one of our employees that pumped fuel out there uh, was, was in the uh, Navy and was flying P-3 Orions. Another, another young kid that was going through MTSU was, was flying F-18s wow. during the Afghanistan uh, war. So it's uh, uh, you never know where these guys are going or what they're doing, young men and women. Uh, there was a, a young lady out there that uh, flew helicopters for the Army, yeah. and she did her training at MTSU. Well, that's her heart. Yeah. That's cool. And, and not only are they uh, training pilots, but they're also training the mechanics and the air traffic controllers and the dispatchers. I think one of the attractive things to me coming into uh, looking at choosing a career in aviation was that there's very few schools across the nation that uh, have such a wide variety of classes to offer Mm -hmm. in various areas. I I was attracted to aviation. I started to do my flight training in high school, but I wasn't sure if pilot was what I wanted to do or what other aspects of aviation I wanted to get into. Mm -hmm. And so I I really feel it's a a great thing that uh, MTSU, as you come in there as a freshman, you may have an idea what you want to do, but you're exposed to a wide variety of different 
opportunities in different areas of aviation. Everybody always thinks of the pilots, but there's a lot of areas that you can really do well. Air traffic controllers do a tremendous job and are paid well for the the high-risk job that they do. Mechanics, there's always a need for mechanics to be working on these aircraft. The air is full of planes right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, we, we're talking about here, Nashville, yeah. and, and, and Smyrna is yeah. uh, their uh, Air Force, their air base yeah. now. Uh, they, 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 John Black has done a unbelievable job over there. He of sure course, has. they had Steve Fitzhugh before mm-hmm. him, and, and uh, they've had everything in the right place. But I know that you have a re- you almost have to have a relationship with John and, and the people who run that airport. Uh, absolutely. They're here in Rutherford County, too. And, yeah. uh, you know, you would think I think a lot of people think that uh, the different airports around us are in competition, like we're different stores going against each other, that it could not be more opposite. We yeah. work together all the time. And and uh, I, I had amazing opportunity that Steve Fitzhugh gave us, and 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 that is a testament to Steve Fitzhugh and all the people that he helped through his lifetime. Yeah, he always looked for young people to give them an opportunity, and and if he saw an opportunity out there, he'd call and make that connection. And you were an intern, or you were you were mopping floors or whatever for that company, but you were getting in the door and exposed to the the industry. And, and uh, John Black, you, you couldn't ask for a better airport yeah. director there at Smyrna. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they offer a lot of opportunities. And, and it is. The, the, the uh, airports here are, are all packed. We all have waiting lists for people that have aircraft that want to rent hangars and mm-hmm. rent tie-downs. We just we don't have enough in the Middle Tennessee area. And, and that, that, that ring is going further and further out into the counties where we just can't build enough hangars for all the people. As our population has gone up in the Middle Tennessee, Metro Nashville area, mm-hmm. the, the number of aircraft owners has also gone up. So as Murfreesboro's grown, there's a percentage of people that are in aviation in some form or fashion. So we try to accommodate that. And, uh, yes, it's exciting right now because outside our community nationally, there is a pro, there is a pilot shortage believe it or not pre-covid of course yeah but before that what was, is that <laughs> yeah <laughs> the uh the airlines were there's so many airline pilots and in the military retiring that that the airline wasn't keeping up as demand continued to increase for people wanting to fly to key west and places like that mm-hmm. we need the pilots to do that and they were retiring and so now Delta, I think a few years ago you may have seen in the, and probably announced here in WGNS was talking mm-hmm. about the uh, Delta Propel program. And yeah. Delta was coming to MTSU recu- recruiting students so that as they graduate from MTSU, instead of having to go out and really work to gain all those hours that they need before they can apply to the airlines, they had a program that allowed them to go from graduation into the Delta Airline family yeah. and work. And that's how serious all of them were doing it. Southwest, uh, FedEx, all of them are going out to these different collegiate programs and trying to recruit these students. Mm-hmm. Now, the thought is, even though COVID, you know, a lot of the airlines have furloughed pilots, uh, the, the real thought is in two or three years, that will recuperate and we will be in another pilot shortage situation again. 
Chad, talk about, um, we just got a brand new airport. Yes. Um, and I don't know if everyone in the city is aware that yeah. they've got a new facility here, but talk about um, the origins of the airport and yeah. how long that facility had been in place and, and sure. the upgrade that we just did. Sure. Well, the first airport in Murfreesboro was on the campus of MTSU, mm-hmm. and, and the old Forest Hall, the rounded roofed hangar, was the original It's still hangar Forest there. Hall, right? Yeah, yeah, it still is. <laughs> Good. Um, and it is still, still standing there. Yeah. Um, that was the original airport. In fact, if you go off of Main Street, there's still a airport street or something like that where it it butted up to where the runway was. Yeah. Um, back in 48, the city started to purchase property way out on Highway 231 on Old Lebanon Highway mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, started to purchase McKnight property and some of those other owners in that area of farmland. Um, and, and decided to, that would be the place of, for the airport. And that is where the Murfreesboro Municipal Airport has been ever they since. They did a great job, but they didn't realize how it was going to grow. Right. I, I, it just amazes me when I see the pictures of all that farmland and how clear it was. Yeah. And the city is way off in the distance there. But uh, as I've been here just in the since the 80s and 90s, I've seen those neighborhoods all come in around that area as, as this as our community has just expanded in every direction. And I think that's important too, not to get off the the topic of the new building, but you know there have been um, a lot of citizen concerns about airport airport activity, increased airport activity. Um, I remember all that, and I lived over on Eventide for a while, oh, which yeah? is in the direct flight yeah. Of, yeah. of them coming in. And it never bothered me. In fact, I enjoyed sitting out there watching them. <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 it didn't take a whole lot to entertain me. It, it's never bothered me. I lived in North Northwoods for a period of time, and it never bothered me. But I couldn't it, afford to live over there. <laughs> but it does bother <laughs> some. Yeah. But what's important about that is, um, you know, the airport has been there, and those subdivisions were not there when they were yeah. built. And yeah. so, you know, I'm not sure that anybody, um, while there's certainly room for us to, to manage the operational aspects and the quality of life that those those residents have, it's not like anybody got surprised that they bought a house that was near an airport. So yeah. just to make a point. And I, and I think with the new facility uh, – the original terminal that was built in 1952 was what we were operating with in for the last 40 years or whatever, yeah. and uh, 60 years, I believe. And uh, we just built a new terminal. And the, and the beautiful thing, it's a beautiful building. Uh, Blake Smith from Smith Design Build mm-hmm. was the uh, winner of the design build project here. So a lot of this was built locally. Uh, a lot of our local contractors were, were part of that project. And they designed with Jim Lowen as the architect a beautiful facility that we can be proud of that really represents Murfreesboro. And the wonderful opportunity that this building provides us is that it has some great meeting space and community rooms and some just some beautiful views of the airport and the area in the lobby area and in this business center and things like that that, that is part of the community, will be available to the community for 
for your business, for your your family events, things like that, that we, we will be renting out that facility once we can get through this pandemic and all that stuff. There's a, a catering kitchen associated with it, so you can have your caterer come in and, and have food available. It's a beautiful facility. It's a neat view of Murfreesboro that a lot of people haven't seen before. There is a lot of activity while you're out there at the airport or at these meetings to be viewing the uh, airplanes. It could be distracting during the meeting, too, mm-hmm. so we could put down the shade so you don't get distracted. And it's uh, I, I invite anybody to come out and look at it. It's, it's They can gorgeous. have Starbucks. We have Starbucks yeah. coffee there. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't afford it. I'm just kidding. There's not a Starbucks <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you have so many great partners around here, Chad. Mm-hmm. But I can see it. the airport over here needs to grow. Yeah. Because you have so much activity, and and there's such a demand for it. And it's one of those places that actually pays for itself in a lot of different ways. Not just uh, uh, the people graduating from MTSU and all those other other things, but but it has a positive effect Mm -hmm. just on the community itself. Yeah, absolutely. There is the direct income that comes in from fuel sales and from the rent. But there's a tremendous indirect income that comes through. We have over 200 people that are employed out at the airport, not just through the city, but through the various businesses mm-hmm. out there. MTSU is probably the largest employer. We have uh, Vanderbilt Life Flight and their crew out there. We have two businesses that uh, do aircraft maintenance and, and perform work on aircraft and do flight training out there as well. So there's a tremendous amount of really high-skilled uh uh, opportunities, employment opportunities out there, and all those folks are then going out and buying things in the community. So there's a lot of indirect economic impact that comes through that airport, let alone then the folks that fly in and have businesses here at Murfreesboro that have started restaurants or brought in their stores or whatever it is that they do that are flying in on a regular basis. And, and I think that's really cool because that was something that I learned that I didn't realize that there was actually commercial business traffic that would fly into Murfreesboro, mm-hmm. tend to business, and then fly out the next day or same day, yeah. that kind of thing. It was really neat. I love to watch it. Do you know Haven Tucker? I don't. Okay. He, he's got a big business. Actually, it's worldwide. Okay. And, and uh, he, he does, uh, I, I guess you say he, he concentrates more on the repairman and air, all those type things mm-hmm. that keep the, the plane in the air, which yeah. is just as, actually, as m- maybe even more <laughs> uh, most important, important when you yeah. get right down to it. But, but it's amazing that Murfreesboro right here, Smyrna, Rutherford County, you might say, is one of the centers for air traffic. Yeah. And you think about it, everybody thought that Seward Air Force Base, when they left, yeah. the place was going to die. Yeah. And it's it's become more valuable right now right. to the community. But with all the traffic that's going up in the air, uh, I, I mentioned air traffic controller and, mm-hmm. and things like that. When are we going to get to that point? Yes. We need somebody out there with a flag directing them wherever they're going. That is that is a, always a question that I get when I give tours to the airport. They, as they look around, where's where's the tower? Yeah. And and uh, most of our airports across our country do not have towers. The majority of them do not. That's so amazing. Th- it is amazing. And the pilots are are having to communicate to each other to say who they are and where they are and what their intentions are. And there's kind of a pattern. You'll hear the word pattern when uh-huh. we talk about how aircraft come and go in and out of the airport and using proper 
terms and this communication is so important. And the technology that we have now based on satellites uh, is navigation is tremendous. Now, in those cockpits, every one of those pilots has a screen, and they can see all the aircraft around them. So where the air traffic controllers had the radar screen, and they were the only ones that could see all the planes in the pattern or in the area, now each plane has that capability. And it's so it goes so far as to even alert you if you have some sort of uh, where it, it the the computer the the navigation system has already calculated that you may have a conflict coming up and lets you know you need to take some action to avoid that conflict. So some of that technology has changed, and as the airport, we're required every so many years to reevaluate our traffic. Our, 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 the FAA rules, the, you know, every once in a while federal regulations change mm-hmm. and, and they'll, they'll change some whoppers on you. And so is our airport up to those standards? What standards have changed? What do we have to do to uh, comply with those? And so we're looking at it. Things in our community change that might impact how the airport has to operate. Right now, what we're seeing is, is with this national pilot shortage and collegiate programs like MTSU having such a demand for pro-pilot students, how do we change? How do we adapt? And, and it, it's the airport has to adapt. The university has to adapt. We all have to figure out how do we coexist and, and still make this airport available to whoever comes in and out of here. And that's an important part of our, of our grant assurances mm-hmm. that that uh, it can't just be exclusive uh, MTSU or some company comes in. It has to be available to everybody. So how do we make that happen? Are you uh, looking at a long-term relationship, business relationship with the the major uh, companies? Uh, It's... um I can see why they're having a problem with fulfilling all the. Uh, we know that that people are going to start flying again. Yeah. And and, and once they get used to it, mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing like flying, as no. far as I'm concerned. No. I just absolutely love it, and, and it, 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 it it's just something. It doesn't matter where I'm going on a vacation or whatever. I just love to be in it. But I remember the old C-130s and, and places <laughs> yeah. like that, yeah. the planes like that. Yeah. But um, are you looking at a partnership in the future uh, with a relationship with, with the major flight companies? No, I, I don't think this airport will ever serve that. It, it, ours is really secondary through the university and them providing the pilots for these for these different companies. Ah. I, I think uh, Smyrna is going to be in a much better position as a reliever to Nashville sometime in the future. Uh, Smyrna, although it's a general aviation airport, is is already complying with all the same standards that the Nashville airport is, yeah. as far as much their, longer lo- runway, their 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 uh, runways, the, yeah. the 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 equipment that they have there, fire mm-hmm. safety security P personnel, air traffic control tower, mm-hmm. they're maintaining those to that level. And and every once in a while, you'll hear where John Black is negotiating with a company. Yeah. There's been some companies that have come in, uh, and and it hasn't quite worked out just yet but he's he's going to get it i mean uh corporate flight management had an airline out of there for a while and they they still do with contour mm-hmm. is flying out of there so 
that's going to be our uh, our area here in Rutherford County where we have some sort of airline service. So, so you, uh, right now, your biggest uh, uh, relationship with with with, uh, with MTSU. Absolutely. And how is that going to grow, and how are you going to meet? Uh, all, all of the requirements to to be able to work with them. Well, that's that's you know that's part of the the beauty of the partnership is we we both have to to figure out how that is as things mm-hmm. change. Uh, they just recently put together finally a, a, a plan for how they're going to develop their campus here on the airport, mm-hmm. and that was a tremendous step for them to be able to do that. They have some challenges because they really rely heavily on federal funding for a lot of their facilities. Wow. Uh, just recently, the last building they built was in 2016. That was their sim lab, and that was actually built by the university. But mm-hmm. most of their facilities have all been built using federal airway science monies or FAA money that went into collegiate programs like that. So they're really hampered by that because you never know when those federal funds are going to fall from the sky and, yeah. and land at MTSU. So... Now that they have a plan in place as to how they can grow that campus and how they can meet the needs of the students that they they have coming through that program because it is so successful and so popular, now they can go before their board of regents and to the state government mm-hmm. and and request funding now that it's on their master plan, now that there is a plan in place. It's really much easier for uh, our, our politicians to fund things when they could see it, see what it's going to look like, see where it exists, and see the demand and need for it. What we need to what we need to go to hold of as the city and as the university is is as we bring in new students, what does that do to our capacity of our airport, mm-hmm. and what do we have to do to be able to manage that? And that's that's the partnership, that's the struggle that we're having, that's the good problems that we're dealing with and how do we do that and uh it's not easy they're not easy answers um everybody's trying to do the right thing and so we just got to find that way and find that groove that we can all go in you think murfreesboro and rutherford county are going to be like uh places that i've been to in like in texas and in florida where they have homes and they have their own hangars (laughs) And, and and that's how, that's that's how they operate. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable. There's some fly-in communities in uh, Florida that are just beautiful uh, things. And instead of having your boat in your backyard, you got your plane yeah. hangar in your backyard. Hmm. That's yeah. their that's their fun and re, re, uh, recreation. And do you think MTSU will always have to work with you and? And as far as um, all the training and, and things that are going on, oh yeah, are, are we are go- are we going to be more of a, a private plane institution right here as people want to be more involved in in flying in the air? You know, and that's that's the decision that MTSU. Just as we look at our airport and we say, what what do we have to do to meet demands of our community? Yeah. meet the demands of the FAA. MTSU has to do that same thing. Yeah, and and can. Have our, how can we uh, grow and, mm-hmm. and fit in the airport here and in the airspace? You know, th- there may be a time where they have to satellite out, or do they have to go to another larger airport? Because maybe we've we've they have their vision and their ability to grow is hampered. 
we'll have to see that in the future. They're always going to be looking for that. Now, the the relationship that we have and their location to us on campus yeah. is 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 paramount. Yeah. Uh, in that uh, these these kids that are going to MTSU, going into the Pro Pilot program, have to commute back and forth between the airport and campus. That's two or three miles, but. You know, uh, through time, two or three miles here in Murfreesboro takes a little bit longer each time. So uh, that's an important part of their of their program as well is that relationship and the distance to the airport. Now, Ronnie, if um, if, if they start having problems as far as having to expand the airport, mm-hmm. what is the logical step for for the city of Murfreesboro? To step in. Yeah, I think, so if they is MTSU, um, I would give one answer. And if they is the city of Murfreesboro, I'd probably give another. I think, you know, I'd be interested in Chad's perspective on this. And and I'm only one member of the council. Um, And, you know, one of the things you learn as a new council member is when, when you join the team, so to speak, you're bringing a vision that has to be merged with the existing vision. And so that takes some some diplomacy and takes some time to really understand, you know, have other members um, of our leadership team, both council and senior staff, have they had the same vision that you've had, but that that vision has changed as they have learned Mm -hmm. more? uh, Or do you just have a very different vision uh, of the way something should look? So, um, yeah. On most things, Truman, I, I would go to Chad and, and to the what I would call our experts and say, hey, what what do you think as I'm thinking through this so that it gives me some direction, you know? Um, but I think MTSU, for example, um, I, I can't make a decision for them. That's up to, you know, Dr. McPhee and the university. Uh, I, I think they're obviously, just like any business, which is what I deal with mostly during the day, they're trying to decide how much do we want to grow, how fast do we grow, and what can we do. Um, the challenge that they've got is they don't control the facilities. We control the facilities. And so that's where that partnership comes in, where the vision between the university and the city has to be somewhat aligned. And we have to say, uh, hey, we know it's mu- mutually beneficial for us to continue to work together and grow together. But if MTSU needs, you know, to double capacity every five years, at some point, the airport facility that we have can't accommodate that. And so, yeah, and you're locked in. You you are. And the other thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to give up all of your capacity to one single, I would call it in my world, line of business, but to one single tenant or or those types of things. Because... From an economic standpoint, we want to be able to grow the community. Obviously, MTSU does that as well. But, you know, if we do not have the capacity, and Chad knows a whole lot more about this than I do, to grow the airport, to expand the airport uh, where we can do more, we've only got so much airspace Mm -hmm. above the city, then how do we best use that knowing that that is a city-owned asset, it is a citizen-owned asset, you know, in my mind, Mm -hmm. Uh, and, you know, we're charged with the responsibility to say, 
there's no question that that benefits us to give some of that capacity to MTSU for them to use. Mm-hmm. But how much do we carve out for um, economic opportunity for the city of Murfreesboro outside the college? And that's where we just have to be very open and honest and, um, you know, work with MTSU like Chad talked about. You know, what is your plan and, and how much of that capacity can we give? Um, how much do you need? And, and, and this is the other piece. How can we help? bridge the gap with the capacity that maybe Murfreesboro cannot do, can that bleed over to some of the other communities? Can it bleed over to some of the other facilities? There, there are all kinds of things that we can talk through. We just got to make sure that we're, you know, we've got everyone's best interest at heart and, um, and trying to do that. But from an expansion of the city airport, um, can that be done where we are, yeah. or are we going to go buy you know a couple hundred right. acres and build a new airport? Right, and and, it, and should we do that? Yeah, and and so much of this, Truman, too, is the coordination not only amongst the city and MTSU, but the federal government and the FAA plays a huge part of this because they've paid for ninety percent of that airport. Right, and so they have their their rules, regulations, and policies in place that we all have to abide by, and uh, so. That is a huge process when we did the runway extension. Mm-hmm. We spent the first four years on that airport layout plan just getting through all the federal requirements, state requirements, environmental requirements before we could even take it before city council and, and get the, the actual final approval from our community. But it seemed like you all need each other. Oh, absolutely we need each other. Absolutely. Uh, I know the federal government needs more and more uh, experienced pilots. Right. And, and th- this seems to be the seed where, mm-hmm. where it all begins. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, our airline pilots, our military pilots all start from hometown airports across this great country. Yeah. And this is one of the biggest feeder that yeah. I've seen yeah. for pet pilots coming in, whether it be commercial or, mm-hmm. or military or whatever. right. right. Do you ever get to see some of the the newer airplanes that oh, are coming in right now? Absolutely, absolutely, and it's it's amazing. I, there's been a I, you know we talk about the new car smell. Yeah, aircraft hang around for a long time. We yeah. keep them up and going, and every once in a while we'll get a new plane in, and a, I'll comment, mm, "That's a that's a new that's a new plane smell in there. Yeah. That's that's rare." <laughs> for us land lovers. Uh, when you you are trained with a certain plane, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and you st- I presume you step up the ladder to the larger aircraft or or, or uh, uh, the the fighter jets mm-hmm. and all of those mm-hmm. things. How how people that want to do that, they want a career either in commercial mm-hmm. or or military or whatever. How do they go up the ladder to become those special people. I I, mm-hmm. I I I love the old poem High Flight. Mm-hmm. It, 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 in fact, when I was so young, I wanted to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just caught me. Uh, there, there's some. Um, I wasn't crazy enough to do it, but I wanted to do it. Now, tell me yeah. how. W- w- what it, What is their options it's, when they do that? It starts with a discovery flight. It's that yeah. that time you go out to the airport and you go up with an instructor. And that's where it begins. And either you are bitten by the flying bug yeah. or it, or you quickly realize that you or your stomach can't handle it. Yeah. And that's not your calling. Yeah. So it starts there. And then you get your private pilot's license and then you get your instrument and you just keep getting the different certifications and building up that time. 
and then you decide is it is it a military career that I'm looking for is it a airline career is it is it flying helicopters for a life flight what is it that really intrigues you in this in, in what what people do you want to serve and uh, that's where you make those decisions and then they go up from there into type ratings and and so they're certified in certain aircraft to fly and it just goes from there but it starts right here at our little airport going over to uh, to one of those hangars and saying I, I want to take a discovery flight Chatty yeah go ahead I Ronnie. was going to say have, have you guys either of you guys ever been skydiving I have not skydived no I was in the airborne <laughs> so you did there that. you go oh yeah <laughs> so any correlation between people that typically enjoy being a pilot want to be a pilot and those that would skydive because I, I've done that twice yeah. and so I really enjoyed that I, th- I think there are some okay and, and some pilots will say I wouldn't jump out of a perfectly good airplane that's <laughs> right yeah, yeah, which seems way. sensible right <laughs> I, I've got a friend J.D. Kennedy and he, he flew uh, C-130s during the Vietnam War war and, and uh, we kind of fuss at each other because uh, um he always tell me we couldn't wait to get that smelly bunch out of our plane <laughs> you, you know how it is yeah. I mean, it, but but i be perfectly honest with you i had rather jump any day uh-huh. than, than fly that's yeah. why i was asking yeah. how yeah. interesting yeah because yeah. <laughs> you have a you have a lot of that uh in your own hands. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and if you've learned everything there is to know about jumping, you, you're, it's one of the safest ways mm-hmm. to travel. But but the people that have been in, in the military and been in all of those war zones, mm-hmm. they're, they're amazing. Yeah. And uh, uh, Admiral Taylor, have you, yeah, you've yeah. met him, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sitting and listening to him talk yeah. about all the experiences he I had rather listen to him and watch anything of, of war on TV right. or whatever. Right. He, he's just fascinating. Yeah. And, and you get to meet all yeah. those great people. Yeah. That's, that's the great part of my job is to meeting the different people that come in and out of our community. Hmm. Uh, I enjoy doing that. I, I, I enjoy telling them about the great city of Murfreesboro and all yeah. that we have going on. I enjoy seeing um, – I, I watch people come in with rolls of plans under their arms and then in a few weeks, we find out that some new restaurant is coming to town or some new hotel. And that's kind of cool to be a part that of that neat. process. Yeah, yeah. really cool. All right. I know it's in your brain. <laughs> what about now the airport over here across the street, Mercer Airport? Uh-huh. You're going to have to expand at one time or the other. Mm-hmm. I know that you have a map probably laid out already. Mm-hmm. What, what are the options? For the expansion, the the option. next to your house, yeah. wherever it is, right? Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> come come on out to uh, the Manchester Highway. I'm way out. Yeah. Well, I think there's some some absolute physical physical opportunities that we have out there. There's that area, the old soccer fields, the old McKnight soccer fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, many years ago, the city did a land swap. I think Siegel Park came online. Those were federally funded park properties. Mm-hmm. So that gets that gets very difficult in, in trading out properties or selling properties when there's federal money associated. The city uh, deeded that property over to the airport. That's where the TDK hangar is now, and uh, Life Flight is basing out of those out of the soccer field area there. Mm-hmm. There's a huge area there for expansion for us, and that opens up some opportunities for MTSU growth, uh, private aircraft that just want to uh, owners that just want to do T hangers, and if there's some corporate opportunities, you know, 
the city of Murfreesboro is going after corporations and wanting to bring corporations here. Some sometimes those corporations have a flight department, mm. and if we can if we can put their aircraft here, that'd be wonderful. That's part of the package of that. Um, there is some. We're going to look at the runway. We're going to look at our airspace. We're going to look at technology. Are we at the point where we do need an air traffic control tower? What benefit would that have? Mm-hmm. Because that helps manage then the airspace at a different level than what we have today. Do we have to do that or not? And what are the positives to that? And what are the negatives? And are are we willing to accept those negatives? So there's a lot to to do, and we'll be we'll be heading down that road next year. And right now we're gearing up with uh, with counting counting the traffic, looking at our operations. What are the different aircraft that come in? Not just the small training facilities, but what are the uh, what are the large jets that come in here to our airport as well? Hey, mm. Ch- t- tell us the listeners to know um, from an operating standpoint our municipal airport. Kind of some budget related things. What, what does it cost us to operate? Right. What do taxpayers fund? What does the revenue stream fund? Just so we kind of yeah. have an idea. The, the majority of our budget and, and really the operating. Uh, end of the budget for the airport is really generated all through field sales and hangar rents and land leases. Mm -hmm. That's what keeps the the airport going. The city does assist when we build facilities out there, when we have to build taxiways or runways or or buildings, we we go to the city and they they assist us with the bonds. And and depending on what that function, whatever that is, if it's it's runway or taxiway, we kind of Treat that like streets. That's mm-hmm. an investment that the city makes mm-hmm. into our 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 uh, transportation infrastructure, if you will. Cars come and go inside our city, and airplanes come and go inside our city. Um, and then, if it's a facility where we can generate revenue, then we pay back the city, uh, you know, over a 20-year period or something to retire that debt. So taxpayers are not necessarily paying for the day-to-day operations no. of that. No. Um, the, it is self-sufficient, right. and as it continues to grow, we'll continue to emphasize it right. being self-sufficient. Right. Right. Um, and there's a there there may be a small pers- uh, percentage each year mm-hmm. that might come from tax dollars just to, to cover a gap or something yeah, like timing that. Timing of cash flows. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is this kind of like the way Murfreesboro Electric was? With the partnership with the oh we don't have that, that budget time. Truman <laughs> well, it's, it's very different because you know well uh, they don't have that budget <laughs> anymore either <laughs> you know it, it with it, you know it's fun when you lose a cash cow and <laughs> with with yes Ronnie it's okay you go ahead this is your show I'm just here for entertainment <laughs> it's you know with with MED um, we had um, really strong reserves there which mm-hmm. is basically the the amount of revenue that's collected over the operating cost. Um, and and the capital expenditures and you know that was a low debt. Um, I think yeah. there was four or five million bucks from memory that was owed against the entire infrastructure. So, you know, a lot like um, our water utility, uh, if managed well, which Chad's doing on the airport side, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're being very conscientious of what your rates are. You know, what's your fuel cost? What are you, what does it cost to lease space, tie down space? To make sure that um, you know citizens are not burdened through those operating uh, enterprises when and where they can support themselves, I think mm-hmm. strategically everybody would be in agreement that they should. So, how in the world did you find Chad? Uh, I, we got lucky. He he decided it was too cold in, yeah. in Wisconsin. Yeah, who would want to live in Green Bay? So, uh, you, uh, are you a part owner 
uh, of the I, Packers? I'm not, but I have some family members that have their ownership uh, title prominently posted in their in their house. I forgot about that. So that, be a that, ticket that, holder that's year a great order. way to yeah. have a, a yeah, professional team. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the people of Green Bay take great pride in that. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've been, have you been to that stadium, Lambeau Field? No. I've been once. I have. Mm-hmm. I would love to have been there. When Brett Favre was playing, my wife was uh, a big fan of his football skill, but mostly, I think, the way he looked. And so, um, <laughs> well, aren't you? you're a big muscular guy. I too, appreciate that. Right? You're you. very healthy. Thank you, Truman. Let's let's take a quick break. <laughs> we'll come back. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Leon Daniels, the host of The Truth Will Set You Free, on WGNS every Sunday morning at 1030 AM, strongly recommends you contact the inspired men of God concerning the peril times in which we live. Check out the Beyond Today website for biblical understanding of today's events for a better biblical comprehension for today and beyond. We are blessed. One of the presenters lives in our community. Gary Petty, pastor of the local congregation. Adams Place is founded by Dr. Carl E. Adams, a physician and lifelong resident of Middle Tennessee. He and Jenny May had a dream of building a campus concept of life care facilities for older adults. Adams Place Residential Living Director Terry Deal. Discover that senior living is fun. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. Where is the best barbecue in town? At 1920 East Main, the best barbecue for miles around is at 1920. East Main, you can buy it by the pound, sandwich, platter, or plate. No matter what you choose, it will taste great. You can come with a friend by yourself or with a date. Just like pig barbecue. Barbecue pork, beef or chicken, Brunswick stew, great sides, lunch specials, down-home atmosphere, and they cater. Slick pig barbecue, it's the best. Hey, gentlemen, start your new year off right, prioritizing your health with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center. They exclusively specialize in men's wellness and follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. They are one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. Low T Center has reinvented the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone. It starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment so that you'll know all of the numbers that are important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, noticed weight gain, and a loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. And now they offer monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Book your annual wellness exam today at LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and B. BF Goodrich Tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to 
fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. be talking to the people out there in the audience or just continue our Sorry, conversation we, let's, here let's get back that, to the show uh, yeah it seemed like it's um chad yes tell me about your buddies that come in to see you the people <laughs> who just love flying in the air but they some of them like to talk more about it than actually being up there it's called hangar flying yeah they do a lot of <laughs> hangar flying and and uh they come in on thursday mornings and we have donuts for them and coffee and they tell stories, and and majority of them are flying stories. Mm-hmm. Some of them are community stories, and then some of them are just plain stories. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you tell the difference? It's it's difficult at times. They're very good at what they do and telling those stories. So you you you, you sometimes have to look at the other one to see if if they're kind of giving mm-hmm. you a facial expression like. That's not how it happened. <laughs> Do you have the same opinion of people who are like that? Did, are, aren't they a little bit on the edge somewhere? Yeah. But but they do have and they do bring some interesting stories and 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 just history about Murfreesboro and how how where we've come from and uh, the interesting places that they have been and the opportunities that were presented them as as young people coming yeah. into this community that took them. To, to different places around the world, and, and fortunately they came back and are able to share that. So that's that's really cool, and that's a part of my job I really enjoy um, being a part of. You, you shouldn't even get paid a salary. I mean, you've got the best job in the world. I didn't even realize it to, to, to right now. No cares or anything. No stress. It's just fun stuff. No, it's totally it's it's uh, an amazing job. I think it's probably one of the best jobs at Murfreesboro, and mm-hmm. and I even got a view now in this new office that I really enjoy. So uh, yeah, I enjoy it. That's cool. MTSU, I I would say that that's one of uh, I mentioned cash cow a minute ago. That's one that's a pretty much a cash cow for MTSU. Absolutely, uh, those students besides uh, paying the university for their classes, so normal tuition. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're investing another forty fifty thousand dollars easy into paying for flight training in the flight labs that they that they have to participate in there if they're a pro pilot student. So there's a there's a great deal of investment that's being made. It's probably one of the few programs in at the university that's making that kind of that has that kind of revenue associated with it. Yeah, and and I know there are careers that we know uh, Ronnie. Uh, Murfreesboro's got the city's uh, school system, yeah. right? And it's hard 
to find teachers anymore. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of careers that uh, people seem to be shying away from for whatever reasons uh, since they've changed so much over the years. Mm -hmm. But uh, get into the career of uh, uh, flying, uh, it's going to continue to grow. It's obvious. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where the, the future as far as the... Um, uh, the major airlines, they're looking for people right now because they know it's it's right. going to bust and, loose. And the university, just like the school system, has a difficult time uh, hiring professors. It, you know, that takes a really special person that's involved in the aviation industry and accomplished all that they did. But then to be in the academic world and have your master's or doctorate mm -hmm. is a whole nother game. Right. And, and there's only a few people that really merge both of those worlds and say I want to teach kids and I want to be in the university system to do that and that's that's really special and 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 every university struggles to find those those personnel we've been very fortunate to have some really great uh, professors there that have that come in with a great world deal of world knowledge and aviation knowledge and are willing to sit there and share that with with students on a on a, for several years now and they have to think differently. I know that people uh, in the military and all those others, um, you don't have the same ideas that the other professors in in, in the universities yeah. have. Yeah. And the books that you carry, you have to carry them in your left hand yeah. if you're going to be with well, one of the other professors, yeah. not but yeah. the, not in the military or flight. So it's very difficult because they lean so far to the left. It's <laughs> it's very very <laughs> difficult for, for. I don't know if they could drink coffee together, the, the professors there. You know, it, it would be a lot different. You know, things have changed, Truman. I think in the uh, MTSU magazine that just went out, there was a picture of students, and they were. Uh, it was. It was registration day, mm -hmm. and it was all those all the numbers of the classes you could mm -hmm. see on the wall, and all the students. This was uh, in the 60s, and the students, the men, the young men, were in suit and ties, yeah. and the young women were in dresses. I was the last class that went through MTSU that had to do the registration with all the the numbers on the wall and pulling cards and all that before it went to electronic. I was not in a suit and tie. <laughs> I was in a T-shirt and shorts and sweating. I can't imagine what it was like. Now, you didn't have sandals on. Don't you tell no, me I that. I did not. I did not. Now, when was that? What, what year was that? I was 90 that I, that okay. I, that I was there. Gosh, you were you. different. Mm -hmm. It was different. It was a completely different thing. But to see that from the 60s to the 90s, wow. just how the students yeah. dressed for class is a completely different world. And now... It's all electronic, and, and the students aren't carrying those books anymore. They're carrying a laptop or an iPad, and that's how they're going to class. And, and that's, that's where their that. manuals are. Right. No, I, hope, I hope Kent Siler is listening. You know Kent. <laughs> yes. I hope he's listening right now. Why don't you try to get him in the air? Uh, we, we can. Well, I'm sure he's flown, yeah. right? Yeah. Just, uh, not, just not small. Yeah. Well, he, he's got a, a home up in Maine, too, well, I'm so sure. I, 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 I'm sure he's flown. He, who would want to drive up in there? Who would want to even go up in there? But it, it, it's, a, it's a different world that we're living in. Mm -hmm. But it's going to continue to change, yeah. Chad. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, it, and it's, uh, I don't think I would want to have to manage 
the future right. like you're going to have right. to manage right. it. Because I, you, you've got great people like Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie will support anything that he feels like is valuable right. for this particular area. Right. And he's always done it. And he, he, Ronnie works hard at knowing everything that's going on about certain items that come across his desk and, and, and in the city council and things like that. And with what we're looking at for the future, I think we need to appoint Ronnie to work with you on this particular <laughs> area. It, you, it, it doesn't matter where you make half of Murfreesboro mad or not, okay. Ronnie. That's good to know. But <laughs> I, I will tell you this. I, I, uh, I'm a frequent visitor at the airport commission yeah. meetings, and, uh, and I, you know I do that. We've talked yeah. a lot about where I spend my time because yeah. I would much rather sit in a room and listen and watch and learn from the people that are there uh, rather than to read something. Uh, I was no different you know, at school, mm-hmm. I enjoyed being in the classroom. I didn't want to be left to my, my own devices with a book or, you know, a stack of paper. I wanted to be in the room. And um, I have learned a lot from from Chad and from the airport commission. But it's also been great uh, to see them work. And, you know, we had an airport commission meeting, um, I guess it was Monday night. It was Monday night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was really neat to see that group of people around the table, mm-hmm. and almost every one of them was an MTSU graduate as we were talking about, you know, uh, finding a way to manage the growth of the airport, the growth of MTSU, the capacity of what we were trying to do, and to see the the positive spirit that I felt like that everybody was trying to work through to do that. But, you know, you've got people that volunteer their time for those commissions that, you know, they are not um, – in some cases, people receive a small stipend to do that. I don't think the airport commission does. Mm-hmm. You should work on that, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, you've got very talented, um, committed local people that, you know, that want the airport to be successful, that, that want our community to be successful, and want MTSU to be successful. And you couldn't ask for more. No. So. I, I've been blessed to, in the time that I've been here, to have always a, a great airport commission and the members to work with. They've always been looking out for the best for the airport, best for the community. Uh, Very few times, if any, have I seen any type of talk or motion towards Mm self-serving, you know, that would benefit them. And, and, uh, And, you know, the airport commission is just a recommending body to the city council. So then it goes on to city council and, and. Again, we've always been blessed with some great leaders, some great mayors, and great council members that have that have been supportive. And if there's a problem, they always reach out to tell you, here's a concern, here's a question I have. And that prepares you and allows you to get that information. Or, you know, they may see it in a whole different direction, in a different, you know, way than you do. And, and that enlightens you and lets you know, oh, you know, maybe I've been seeing this from a different angle, yeah. and that helps present it so that it is good for the community. Mm-hmm. It is good for the airport. Who so, do you work with over at the university? Uh, a bunch of different people, but Dr. Wendy Beckman is the chair of the aerospace yeah. department. Uh, the uh, dean of basic and applied sciences is Bud Fisher, and uh, we've worked through a lot of, of programs and projects. And mainly those are the two decision makers that I work with. But then on a daily basis, there's there's people that are taking care of the aircraft, the dispatching all the aircraft, the chief flight instructor, Paul Mosey, all of them you work with on a daily basis. 
and uh, they're they're a joy to work with, and it's it's uh, we're usually having a, a great time out there, making sure that uh, everybody's flying and everything's working like clockwork. I'm sure there's a lot of things that you have to give them an assist for, yeah. as far as uh, some of the classes they're going through. Uh, how does that work? As far as I, I know, you were just saying the people that that you have a a relationship with mm -hmm. over at MTSU. Mm -hmm. How how important is that for them to have that relationship? Oh, absolutely. Uh, if we don't have a good communication and good working relationship, that just makes it very difficult. We have to work together very closely, mm -hmm. and and especially when, for example, in in the next month or so, we're going to be doing some construction out there. And in that construction is going to be really close to the MTSU airport campus and where some of those aircraft are. So the communication has to be working. And I have to have a, a knowledge of how MTSU operates. Mm -hmm. How do they get their aircraft in and out of the hangars for maintenance? Because if they can't maintain those aircraft, then they're not flying those aircraft. And that's, that's money, and those are students that are not getting the training that they need. So I have to have an understanding of that and work with them as to make that all happen, yet make that improvement still happen too in an efficient way because we're paying for that we're paying for that contractor to be preparing that ramp and preparing that taxiway. We gotta be very efficient. And so we have to give, we have to take, we have to modify, we have to think outside that box to make these things happen. Being a, a, a an individual who is taking care of the maintenance work of an aircraft that is a great job, isn't it? Absolutely. But it, but it's probably one of the more important jobs there is because so many. Uh, I know. I think back in the 40s, when when uh, the aircraft uh, was changing all the time, especially in in the military, uh, they depended a great deal. Even the pilots had a great knowledge of. of do you see that a lot? You see the pilots who uh, uh, want to know everything that there is to know about the aircraft they're flying. The, the good ones, and, and as they work for the, as they get that job with the airline and all that, they go through a great deal of systems training so mm -hmm. that they know in and out and how everything works. They have to. And the mechanics don't get the, 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 the prestige and all that, the, the, the glory that they should because they're the ones keeping it flying. And unfortunately, if we look at the population of students who's enrolled in MTSU, there isn't that great demand for, for, mm. aviation, uh, for mechanics. And, uh, you know, for all these new aircraft coming in, there's a great deal of knowledge that has to be uh, learned and gained, and somebody has to be maintaining these aircraft. So those mechanics, it's a very important job to keep these planes flying, especially in our military, yeah. and the technology that's flying. And the type of equipment, so so. Uh, we, we have the advanced. great, we have the best pilots in the world. Absolutely, right here in the United States, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable how uh, they stand so tall above almost any other country. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But uh, the commercial aircraft, how much is done with the pilot actually? Steering the aircraft like we've seen over the years and all that other stuff. I, actually, I, I, I was going to pick up some printers one time, and and uh, I was sitting in the back of the plane, and they asked me to come up and just sit with them and tell me what I was doing and all that. And I was fascinated mm -hmm. by them. It, it, um, it wasn't – now, do they have the 
can they push a button if everybody's sick and uh, they can no longer uh, manage uh, taking care of that aircraft? Uh, Can they call, uh, 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 can they push a button and this uh, thing, he he, he blows up in the air (laughs) and all all of that. Do they really have that? I mean, it it, it was amazing. That's Hollywood for you, Truman. uh, (laughs) And the good airplane series of movies just Mm. uh, has really destroyed our reality of uh, what aviation is. But But uh, you know whether it's a good pilot or not when he tries to drink and it goes over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get crazy. I don't. The the technology, though, is amazing. Those pilots, more and more of it is becoming more automated, and those planes are flying themselves. Mm. I, I, I shudder, though, the day that I you, we, we all walk into an airplane and it's a computer voice wow. as the captain. I, I, I don't know. Go I'm, Tesla. I'm not there when yet. they go Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, think, I think we're all better off when we have that two pilots up there just in case. And, uh, How long can a, a pilot fly before he becomes, uh, by the rules, He's, he's been in the flight too long taking care so of it. So just uh, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, the airlines and the FAA uh, changed it from 60 years old to 65. And then wow. again, that was in preparation for, because they saw the uh, the retirement uh, numbers ahead of them, how many pilots we were going to lose. But you had to pass that. a medical, oh, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they, and they do that uh, every year. They're having to do a medical to, to main, make sure that they're fit for flight. Every year. So you can fly as long as you want to, as long as you're not flying right. for a, a, one of these major companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you still have to take your physical. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then depending on uh, if you're a professional pilot or just we're just a regular pilot, so yeah. just for recreation, depends on what level of, of physical we have to take and, and all that. I flew, uh, uh, one of my friends wanted to take me up in his aircraft. It, it was up at Smyrna. I'm not Smyrna. It was at um, Alpha 231 up there before you got into Chevable, the airport there. Mm. And uh, he, he wanted to uh, fly and show me some of the landscape. So I said, okay. Um, he weighed 300 pounds, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> he had had a heart condition. Mm-hmm. So... It didn't even hit me till we got up in the air and started flying around, and he was doing these little movements and stuff. And I got to thinking, if something happens to him while I'm up here, I'm dead because he's going to just come right straight over, and, and, and you won't even be able to move him. What happens if you're a, a person like me who has no instructions at all to fly, and you have this guy... Uh, so say if Ronnie wants to take me up, and Ronnie weighs about 200 pounds more than what he weighs right now, and something goes wrong, and you're one of these small aircraft, mm-hmm. what can you do? Because you don't have uh, uh, an instructor okay. with you. You don't have uh, air traffic control mm-hmm. to, that you can talk to. What do you do? Uh, Truman, I believe in the power of prayer. <laughs> <laughs> believe me, I'd be on my knees. I would <laughs> Now, what I have heard in the uh, aviation community is is uh, an airplane in distress, uh-huh. and and other other air, other aircraft, other pilots are on that frequency, and those other pilots come to that rescue and help guide. So you can talk to somebody. Yes. And what do you say? Help! Help! <laughs> <laughs> 
and move. <laughs> yeah, the way. And a long, and yeah. a long scream yeah, at yeah. the same time. But, yeah. But that has uh, that has saved many a pilots as other pilots assisting them, and often yeah. they're flying the same type of of aircraft or something. They know that and can and hopefully they can tell you in in layman terms what to do, what to pull, what to push, what you know, what to do, and they could get you down so that you could at least touch terra firma in some sort of a controlled manner. Mm-hmm. So Rather they can do it first. step by step. <laughs> how, how fast you need to be going, uh, what level do you start pulling up, and all those other things. You know, you the great thing is that the way we've, the way this system works is oftentimes as you gain your flight time, you're instructing. Uh-huh. So you, you've, you've been the student, then you've become the instructor. And most instructors I've learned, I've, I've talked to, have said, I've learned more being an instructor yeah. because I've had to share that knowledge and share it out loud. Mm-hmm. And it made me question, well, why do we do that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, and then they learn. And so that really helps, I think, how, we, how that system works. So they learn everything there is to know about a plane. Mm-hmm. And, and if you have uh, some serious situations happen, you know prop pretty much where all that problem is coming from you, and what you need to you do. You hope you can diagnose it yeah. and, and, and understand what, what your capabilities are, what your limitations are, what you have to do with and, and what is working on that aircraft and how can that how can you use that to get you down. I have seen a number of accidents here in Rutherford County and one of the strangest ones of course uh almost every one that I went to it was a fatality. Mm-hmm. And, and there was one out, uh, really at Salem, there was a, a wide open field. And, and bless his heart, he had uh, smoke coming up in the cockpit. And he couldn't see very well, obviously. And he saw that open field, and he saw everything, but there was one tree in that open field. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about unbelievable bad luck. Mm-hmm. He, he hit that tree. Oh, wow. And he, he had a lot of room mm-hmm. in there, except he couldn't see. Right. right. It's amazing. Chad, how many, on average, uh, planes come in or out of our airport on a daily basis? We usually count them in operations. So every time there's a takeoff, that's a that's an operation and a landing. So we're, we're around 100,000 operations annually, which is which is a very that's healthy a number. Wow. We have a, 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 about 158 aircraft based here in Murfreesboro. Uh, 30 some are with MTSU. The other flight school has another 10 to 12 aircraft. Mm. So there's around 50 aircraft in just dedicated to flight training here at Murfreesboro. Wow. We're going to have to wrap up the show, but I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, Thank Chad. He's, I, I, he's well, I'm thanking you for bringing yeah, Chad. Uh, I'm glad I could help. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's been very educational for me. And um, I want you to come back. All right. I'm just across the street. You, yeah, you are. You can just walk right over here almost. And, and uh, thank you for uh, you and Ronnie because y- y'all make a, a great pair. All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at 9. Thanks, Truman. Thanks. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.